the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. This is the Georgine Rice Show. I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800 and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. Sam Moppin is across the glass and across the desk. Two very special gentlemen. They are Pastor Mike Tallman and Pastor Mark Fredenberg from Set Free Northwest. If you were able to attend Fish Fest last year, you may have noticed the Set Free Northwest crew. Big, strong guys with a smile just helping set up and tear down. A lot goes into a major event. And in fact, our friend Kevin Hart, who is a very renowned production manager of global events like Palau events across the world. Few and far between are the people that Kevin Hart likes to work with. And one that he specifically requested was Set Free Northwest. So Pastor Mike Tallman and Pastor Mark Freidenberg, welcome. How are you today? Awesome. Doing good. So glad to have you down, especially from Washington. So can you tell us about your locations and what is the big picture Pastor Mike Tallman, as the executive director, give us your elevator pitch, please. What is Set Free Northwest? Set Free Northwest is a recovery ministry. Uh, We're a church, but we specialize in recovery, and we provide a platform for people that are in life's crisis uh, to get back up uh, through love and through the structure of what we do in the ministry and uh, learning to live a life uh, Christ-centered. Um, we do discipleship, and uh, what we find is that when people know the truth, the truth sets them free, and it's all about freedom. Well, that's wonderful. So as the men's ministry director, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, what is your role relative to Pastor Mike's? I would tend to say day-to-day operations with the men, loving on them, and, man, just being there for them and help them uh, navigate some of the things that we get to navigate coming into this walk. So where exactly is the Set Free Northwest facility, Pastor Mark? We're on Jackson Highway 3149 Jackson Highway in Chehalis, Washington. Can you give us a little bit about the history of the location of Set Free Northwest, Pastor Mike Tallman? So uh, it's a 17-acre property uh, with over 100 bedrooms. Uh, At one time, it was... Originally designed to be a poorhouse, and then it became a TB center, and then it became a retirement center, and we now use it for the healing of God's broken children. Oh, that's wild. So what goes on there, and would you like to invite any of our listeners in the Washington area to maybe give you a visit? Yeah, we'd love to get a visit. We'd love people to know what we do. We're always looking for partnerships and helping the broken and the lost Heal and come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Speaking of whom, not only are you now in leadership of Set Free Northwest, but 
How did you come to learn about it in the first place? It's a fascinating story, Pastor Mike. Well, I was in the middle of life's crisis back in the 90s, and uh, I cried out to the Lord, and I said that I know that there's more to life than this, and please help. And he provided uh, a man to befriend me, and he brought me to Set Free Northwest when I was willing to commit to a year of recovery. Uh, He didn't want to take me there if I wasn't willing to put skin in the game. He wasn't going to do it, and uh, it worked. Having skin in the game is an important thing, isn't it, Pastor Mike? Correct. Yeah, if you want me to stand next to you and fight, you better be willing to fight. We've all got our sins and our addictions. So in your experience, what specifically does Set Free Northwest do to encourage you to want to become a better person? Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, I we do Proverbs every morning, and as I read Proverbs, I begin to understand that there's different ways to view life and uh, different ways to think about things. And Proverbs spoke to me. It said, this is how a fool thinks and this is what a fool gets. And then it would also say, this is how a wise man thinks and this is what a wise man gets. And at some point along my journey, I realized that I was tired of getting what the fool gets and I might have to uh, make some changes in the way that I see the world around me. So what did you need to be delivered from, Pastor Mike Tallman? What brought you to your knees to be open in your heart to what Set Free Northwest was able to bring you? Um, I I needed to know who Jesus was. It says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, to know the Lord. And that, that was not know about him, not to have this intellectual relationship with him, but um, how everything fits together. I, I know that I... I wanted to know what it was like, what, how God had marriage, how God had relationships, how God had designed uh, life to work. And I knew that I was missing some stuff. And as I began to ask God and search for those things, uh, he began to speak to me and share with me and show me stuff and, and uh, took me from uh, being hopeless and homicidal and suicidal and hearing voices to uh, now a man that hears his voice and and longs to uh, spend time with him daily. Well, that's wonderful, Pastor Mike. So could you give us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up in the first place? I'm curious. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I I grew up in the 70s. At, at, uh, um, I went to high school in the 70s. And the 70s were a wild time. And so I, I experimented with just about everything that came across the board from uh, hallucinogenics, LSD, uh, PCP, cannabinol. Uh, you know, cocaine in the eighties was a big deal. And uh, I was able to play with those things and still maintain a, a job and a career. And, and, you know, uh, uh, but um, one day I was introduced to methamphetamine and uh, within two years from the time I was introduced to that, my life was completely destroyed. And uh, I was hearing voices and, you know, I remember looking at my mom's eyes and, and her looking at me going, man, how do, how do we find a way to get you fixed? Is there any hope for you? How do you, how do you recover from the things that you're, that are troubling you? And, uh, I got the recovery at Set Free Church, um, by <laughs> trusting and believing in the Lord. Cause a lot of times there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. And so we need to, uh, 
for me, I needed to trust in the Lord. And, and I was a business owner. I come from a pretty uh, prominent family and, and they all looked around at what I was doing and thought I was nuts, but at, I found peace. And that was something that no matter what I tried to acquire in life, nothing ever brought me peace. But now this relationship with, I have with the Lord, and I believe that the plans and the purposes that he always had for me is, is now I fit in, uh, in my purpose and it, and it gives me peace and joy and I get to share it with everybody else. And at uh, one point I was touched on the shoulder, slain in the spirit and I don't hear voices anymore. That's fantastic. Pastor Mike Tallman is now the executive director of the nonprofit ministry Set Free Northwest. You can call them at 360-861-8062. That's 360-861-8062. Make sure to follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook and check out more details on the website, setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. More with Pastor Mark Fredenberg and Pastor Mike Tallman of Set Free Northwest next. Sitting in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee, and you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show in Portland on 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 100, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 100, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. Sam Moppin is across the glass and across the desk. Two very special gentlemen. They are Pastor Mike Tallman and Pastor Mark Fredenberg from Set Free Northwest. I have loved ones that you would have called functional alcoholics. That they would party up a storm and somehow never miss a day of work. And your story reminds me of theirs. Do you find that the drug culture today is different from growing up in the 70s? Because uh, for me personally, Pastor Mike, I have loved ones that we continue to pray for who've made choices that aren't really helping them right now. But something you had mentioned was that you needed to be at a point where you were broken enough to commit for a year. So if someone is going through issues, if they are unwilling to do so, are they ready to be helped? It doesn't seem to me that they're if they're not willing to uh uh what happens is we grow up believing that we know things and if we're not willing to to understand that we really don't know and become open-mindedness so for me it was i needed to remain open-minded willing and uh and honest with myself and that was so hard to do because i was so twisted from what i thought i knew and until I opened the book of my heart to the Lord and let him rearrange all the broken pieces, I was deceiving myself. And uh, and I still to this day uh, remain uh, ready to receive from the Lord a new way to see things and, and to be teachable and correctable. There is a beautiful humility about you, despite being a leader as the executive director and as a pastor at Set Free Northwest, that I see God shining through you. As a result of. So good job, Pastor Mike. Keep up the good work. Thank you. How about you, Pastor Mark Fredenberg? You're the men's ministry director, and as opposed to being the executive director like Pastor Mike, yours is more operational when it comes to the day to day activities at Set Free Northwest. So can you give us your background? Where'd you grow up, Pastor Mark? I grew up in Gig Harbor. I went to first 22 years of my life, I uh, went to a 
uh, maybe a little religious, uh, legalistic church, grew up in that background. And then uh, at the age of 22, I told God, man, I can't do this. I'm just going to go over here and live my life my way. I won't be bad, I promise. And then 30 years later, I woke up and I couldn't stand the foul person I'd become. And I knew I was knocking on death's door. And uh, so I figured I got one chance left and I, I, I'd go back to God. So I uh, I cried out to the church where I grew up and uh, they uh, searched around for a few hours and, and got in touch with Set Free and uh, got me down there. And uh, that's where I told God, okay, this time I don't care what I believe about anything. This time you tell me what truth is and uh, how do I do this thing called life. I just wanted to live a part of me wanted to live, but I realized later on that I really didn't care if I lived or died up to that point, and I just wanted to live. So that's wonderful that after years of good enough, you knew that you had this gaping hole in your life. Amen. And by reconnecting with your old church, they steered it towards Set Free Northwest. Yes. So was this a gradual process for you, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, or was it like a light switch? It was a gradual process in the fact that, man, it took me a long time to come to the end of myself to finally realizing that my very best thinking is what's got me to this point in life, and I needed help. You know, it's funny. You actually have very similar stories. Pastor Mike, you told us that you were successful in the business world. You didn't have seemingly to the world a reason to have to hit the brakes, and your family thought you were crazy once you joined Set Free Northwest and gave your heart to the Lord. So was it similar for you, Pastor Mark, or did you have people praying for you a lot over the years? One of the things I believe was uh, my mom probably prayed for me all of those years, and if it wasn't for her, I'm not sure where I'd be, but I know it was her fervent prayers that um, uh, probably is one of the reasons why I'm here today. So is Set Free Northwest connected to any particular church or denomination? So we are, uh, I, I believe, this is Pastor Mike Tallman, I believe that Everybody needs to be under uh, an umbrella, and and so we are under the uh, Northwest Baptist Convention. Uh, they're like they uh, keep us accountable. They they uh, you know we we answer to them for uh, just about everything that we do. But they they give us the uh, the freedom to you know to speak in tongues and have deliverances and stuff that a lot of churches don't get to do. So we. They really just hold us accountable and are like a big brother to us. They're they're really good to us, I guess. I'm glad to hear that because I've had experiences with the mega church and with the church plant and a few things in between. And here's what I figured out. And feel free to disagree. I think that it's 80% of the work tends to get done by 20% of the people, whether it's a ridiculously huge church or a home church or anything in between. And if we keep it about salvation through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and what he has already done for us, and it's just our gift to receive, not by anything that we do. And if we also keep it about the inerrancy and the importance of the Holy Bible, I think that's some pretty good bumpers to have around us without getting too legalistic about anything. So I'm grateful that Set Free Northwest has accountability and has help, but... It's not like you're being micromanaged or anything like that. They let you do your own thing. Correct. But Set Free is a worldwide group of Set Free churches that uh, 
um, is kind of unknown uh, in the Inland Empire, California. There's a whole bunch of separate churches. They originally came out of this fellow named Phil Aguilar uh, was locked up in jail and God told him to start a biker church. And that's our original roots was a church for people that normally wouldn't go to church. And so we deal with uh, the, a lot of the folks that they wouldn't feel comfortable going into a regular church. But when they come into our church, they feel pretty much at home. I'm glad you brought that up, Pastor Mike Tallman, because outside of Jesus, I think churches ought to have differences here and there. Anytime someone comes up to me and says, oh, I'm like this church or like that church or we're like that famous pastor, I think to myself, why can't you just love Jesus and follow God to the best of your ability? Why do you have to carbon copy someone else? Now, if someone's doing something efficiently, by all means, don't feel a need to reinvent the wheel. But I love the fact that you're going forward and being set free Northwest unashamedly. So I believe if anyone ever feels unwelcome walking into a church, I sure hope it's not because of the people at the church. I think that we as the body of Christ, not a member of any particular congregation, but as brothers and sisters in Christ, as believers, that when someone walks into church, we ought to greet them and make them feel welcome, no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, if they fit in, or if they don't. Because I think that's when we're being the voice in the hands and feet of Christ, who loved us while we were still sinners. Who are we to be thinking that we're all that, or that we're better than anyone else, because we're already plugged into a church? So are there things that you believe you do pretty okay at Seth Free Northwest that the average church maybe could take some notes on, Pastor Mark Fredenberg? I think the biggest thing that we always can do better, I mean, we do well, but uh, man, it's never good enough, but it's love. And so, man, the guy, first guy coming in the door hurting, man, just needs to know that God's real and God cares for him. God has a plan and a purpose for him. And we do everything that we can to usher him into that relationship, into that walk that God has planned for him. Well, I want to get into more of the specifics of the everyday dealings of Set Free Northwest and what you bring to the table. But for right now, let's give out your website address, which is setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw for Northwest, setfreenw.org. And you could also follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook. More with Pastor Mark Fredenberg and Pastor Mike Tallman next. My name is Mike Lee, sitting in on the Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM, The Word. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee here filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM, The Word. And our dear friend Kevin Hart is a production manager for major concerts and events and Palau festivals across the world. So when you were planning Fish Fest, he said, there is a ministry of good people that I can trust and depend on, and I want you to connect with them. That ministry is Set Free Northwest. You can give them a call at 360 361-8062. That's 360-861-8062. And make sure to check out the website, setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. Pastor Mike Tallman, as the executive director 
How did God call you to set free Northwest? And as a nonprofit, as a church, how do you open your doors to people? What do you do that's different? There's only a couple of things that would disqualify somebody from coming to us. Number one is uh, if somebody's a, a sex offender, we, we have children, and, and so uh, we want to be – there's other ministries that deal specifically in that, and we would lead them there. But what we provide is an atmosphere. What's a set-free Northwest do that's different to make people feel welcome? So set-free, what we might do to that's different is we accept people just as you are. Come as you are. Sinners are welcome. We don't expect people to be perfect. We're a house for unperfect people, and we provide a place to be comfortable and just be yourself. I would rather see somebody staggering to the cross, being real, than putting on a good performance, being fake. And so we're just people where a place where you can be who you are, regardless of what you're fighting, because we've all fought through pretty much anything you're fighting with. And everybody's fighting something. Nobody has it all there. No one's without a reason to grow until we're in heaven someday. So let's put down our defenses, friends, try to get closer to Jesus and try to build each other up in the Lord. And I love the fact that you grew up in anything but a church-going Christian environment. And now that you are an executive director and a pastor, Mike Tallman, you're spouting Bible verses left and right. So I love to see that out of you, especially being delivered from your addictive background. And it's wild how God has released you from hallucinations. And look at you now. How cool is that? It's a miracle. You know, when I was delivered, uh, a pastor just walked past me, touched me on the shoulder and said, fire. And I was slain in the spirit. I guess that's what it was. But I went into a blackout. And when I came to, I was no longer tormented. In my head, in my mind, I, I, I would have conversations in my mind that were really terrible. I'd have voices in my head telling me to do terrible things. But there was, I think the bonus for me is I knew it was outside of me. It wasn't me. It wasn't my mind. They would try and convince me that it was. And now I see a world full of people on the streets talking to themselves, arguing with the voices, thinking it's, it's some kind of government conspiracy or some kind of microchip that's been placed in them. But we are born on a battlefield and there's an invisible war going on and we need to be prepared. You'll hear me say fight a lot because in the way I believe is get aggressive or get annihilated. And we need to be with our family members, with anybody that's fighting in a spiritual battle. They need to be armored up and they need to be shored up and they need to be protected and led into the way that they should go. That's Jesus Christ. Well, that's wonderful, Pastor Mike, and there's no doubt in my mind that God can miraculously heal someone from ailments or illness or addictions or hallucinations in an instant. And there are other people for ways that I don't need to understand that maybe that comes through counsel or medication or the medical field, and it's a lot more gradual. But in your case, I would argue that you can, with your experience— relate with the average person off the street going through these issues more than the average person going to church can. And as a result of that, somehow, I believe what you're doing at Set Free Northwest opens those doors and opens those hearts to Jesus. 
there's so many different things that people wrestle with. And uh, for instance, uh, you know, Pastor Mark sitting here to the left of me, when he first came, he was a handful. He's smart. He's articulate. He's organized. And I'm kind of the opposite of that. And so uh, we would butt heads quite frequently, but over and over and over, the Holy Spirit would say, if you're not going to die for him, Mike, who will? And so it, I knew that the position and the anointing and, and the calling that God had given me was to lay my life down so that Mark could raise, so that he could be healed, that he would have a place to, to be loved. And sometimes when you're loving the unlovable, it's uncomfortable. Uh, but the Lord provides a way for us to do that. I love it. So, Pastor Mark, tell us about your staff. Tell us about the people that you work alongside. By all means, boast on them. Give them a shout out. Man, the first thing I want to say is it takes a team of us. We're, uh, that's the biggest thing I want to say is we're all different and have our, our strong points. And so we get to come together as a body and uh, do the best we can to to usher these guys into healing. It's been one of the biggest things that God's taught me is to depend on other people. We all need each other. And that's the biggest thing is uh, uh, that's all part of God's designed in his body. I love the fact that you two really seem to complement each other. What you're weak at, he's probably strong at and vice versa, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, it's kind of like a marriage relationship. You have to have that push and pull and know when to take the reins and also know when to give them up, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Pastor Mark, tell us about your experience at Set Free Northwest. And have there been any great mentor figures in your life that have inspired you to mentor others as a result? Well, first off, Pastor Mike, I remember him uh, asking me to be in leadership, and I told him, uh, oh, heck no, I don't want to be like you. And I, I, um, <laughs> I, one of the things in business, I used to do remodels and construction business, and one of the things I had a hard time doing uh, business with uh, the A type of personality, they, they, they were colorful, they'd say one thing one minute and something else the next minute, and I just found in business, it was really hard to do business, and so I really thought that God had a horrible sense of humor. I knew I had to change my life, and I would do anything to change my life. But God, did you have to put me with this pastor? And But the fact of the matter is one of the coolest things. I trust Pastor Mike with uh, my anything in my life. And and we, we do compliment each other. And the fact of the matter is, man, uh, I can tell him anything, and uh, I look up to him with, Man, I trust him with everything. It's great when your relationship can get to that point where you know someone's got your back. Amen. And you would go to the mattresses for him or for her. So Amen. I'm so glad that God has put you together. Setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. And you could also follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook. More with Pastor Mark Fredenberg and Pastor Mike Tallman next. I'm Mike Lee, pinch-hitting on The Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Thanks for joining us on The Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. 
Pastor Mike Tallman is now the executive director of the nonprofit ministry Set Free Northwest. You can call them at 360-861-8062. That's 360-861-8062. Make sure to follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook and check out more details on the website, setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. And are there any good stories or testimonies beyond just your own that really stand out in your mind that when you hit the pillow at night, you say to yourself, God, thank you for allowing me the privilege to work in this ministry at Set Free Northwest? So for me, uh, one sticks out is uh, my Timothy, his name is uh, Chris Boblitz. He came to us when he was 20 years old, had some blues hid in his sock and had all the the hustle and the shine and, you know, just a, a really talented kid. Uh, so what does blues hidden in the sock mean? That, does that mean he was he had hiding some, something? I think, uh, what's that stuff called that they're doing nowadays a lot? Uh, um, it's it's an opiate, a yeah. pill. And and so a lot of the kids nowadays are are getting stuck on um, these, these blue pills. And I, apparently they're really cheap. And so, uh, um, and it, makes you feel good. They're opiates. Um, and it's a crisis in our, our country right now. Well, he came to us in that shape, but he was hip, slick, and cool. And uh, anyhow, throughout the years, he, he uh, one thing that I found with Chris is he was able to open up and share with me some of the hardest things that he'd gone through in life. It's child things and stuff that had happened to him that were really intimate and, and very painful but it, it's like it catapults his recovery. Um, and, and I've noticed that with many of the guys and the gals that I deal with, when, they, when they're able to get honest and share some of the, the toughest stuff and, and open up their heart to it, it, it catapults uh, their recovery. Things just go a lot quicker. And so, Chris, uh, I owned a construction company, and I employed him for a while. And he was a tough case. He... He, he was the first guy that I ever lost an argument with on a construction site. And, man, he just put me in my place. And I was like, wow, this, he's right. And uh, in, anyhow, uh, he now, um, when God asked me to go full-time ministry because I, I was a parent and I ran a construction company. I uh, was the director of the church. I preached on Sundays. I was juggling a bunch of hats. And God said, hey, it's time for you to just to be mine, full-time ministry, give up your company, and it's time to retire. And I knew that the only way that I could do it was to get rid of everything, all my tools and stuff, because that that's who I was for so, you know, 40 years I poured concrete. And so I gave the company to Chris, and now Chris now does what I did. He employs men from uh, Set Free. Um a hundred percent of his crew are alumni that came through set free and he's carrying on the same torch that I did. And I took guys from set free Northwest and made a name as a quality builder in the neighborhood that we come out of and that the good old boys could count on. That's fantastic. So not only are you bringing them the love of Christ and hope, but also a connection to marketable job skills. And in this case, Set Free Northwest works in concrete and construction. What I did was decorative concrete. I, I specialized in colored concrete, acid stains, 
you don't see a lot of it here um, in California and Arizona and places like that. It's a really a big deal because it, it takes a lot of maintenance and our rain wipes it out pretty good if you're not up on the maintenance. But uh, there's a there's a big call for high-end homes to do it. I did a lot of Street of Dream houses and, uh, uh, you know, the master builders uh, kind of work. Uh, and any And so... It, it was a pleasure for me to train guys in doing that. And, and so the union recognized what I did as, as a, a place that they could draw employees from. And so if they, they would say that if a guy worked for me at set free for a year, uh, they would bring him in as a hundred percent journeyman. And so uh, we have all kinds of people that do all kinds of uh, things. Well, um, Mark's a remodel contractor. We, if we get a hold of a building like the building that we got a hold of, it used to be uh, a, uh, it's an old retirement center. Well, we're remodeling that thing. We're going through it all the time, tearing down walls, rebuilding things up, and we and we try and do it with the quality so that when the people come to stay with us, they're they're staying at an Airbnb. They're not just sitting in some junky old dilapidated house. How neat that God's using your skills to this day. To help out Set Free Northwest. So tell us about the facilities, Pastor Mark. What are you proud of when these people come to live at Set Free Northwest? What am I proud of? Mm -hmm. Man, I think the most exciting thing is watching the healing going on in their lives. They come in broken, uh, hopeless, and um, watching God transform their lives as they partner with him and and doing what he, he does in their lives. Um, I love watching what God's doing in the ministry as a whole as he grows us as a ministry. Um, all of that just, uh, man, it's just cool to watch. How many people are living at Set Free Northwest right now, and what do you have the capacity for? What are you looking for five years down the line, Pastor Mark? Um, right now we have about 90 people living in the program. Um, gosh, what are we looking for down the line? I think. Dream yeah. big. Throw stuff Dream. against the walls. Let's see what sticks, gentlemen. <laughs> I'd like 900. But <laughs> <laughs> I think um, my heart is the biggest thing is, is man, uh, we, uh, there is so many churches out there with family members that have people that are hurting in life's crisis. And I would just love uh, people to know that there's some place that they can come to get help. So earlier, Pastor Mike Tallman, the executive director, was sharing that they needed to commit for a year. So, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, what are you looking for? What is a sign of an adequate level of commitment for someone to join you at Set Free Northwest? How do you know they're ready? Uh, first of all, they come in and they're probably going to be going through, they're going to be a knucklehead. Um, I would much rather see a guy come in and fight and have problems. Other guys come in and everything's just calm, happy-go-lucky, and it's like, man, I... I uh, I'm not sure things are going well for that guy because they, they uh, God, if they're not going through trials and they're not making wins uh, in those trials, then it's not very hopeful. Great insight from Pastor Mark Fredenberg, the men's ministry director, <clears throat> and Pastor Mike Tallman, executive director of Set Free Northwest. You can call them at 360-861-8062. That's 360-861-8062. Six two. Make sure to follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook and check out more details on the website, setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. More with Pastor Mark Fredenberg and Pastor Mike Tallman of Set Free Northwest next.
I'm Mike Lee, grateful to fill in for Georgine on the Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800 and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. This is the Georgine Rice Show. I'm Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800 and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. If you saw smiling, helpful, hardworking people at Fish Fest, they came from Set Free Northwest, which is a nonprofit ministry up in the Chehalis, Washington area. And as an official 501c3 nonprofit, that means your donations to Set Free Northwest are a tax deduction for you. If you'd like more details on how you can help, check out the website setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. So, Pastor Mike Tallman, as the executive director, what do you like to see when it comes to the results of people who are being served by your ministries at Set Free Northwest? A lot of the folks that come to us are wrestling with drug and alcohol addictions. And what I like to see is someone where the light bulb comes on and they say, you know, I, I came here to get clean and sober, but I think it's a little deeper than that. And when I, when I hear someone say that, then I know that they're going to be able to invest in allowing God to do that deep healing on the inside. Because what we understand is that, um, those things that are on the inside that are broken, that are hurt, the, um, when those are dealt with, then there's, there's really no reason to abuse, uh, substances anymore. We want to see people in a place where their givers no longer takers not using substances or people. So both of you were successful businessmen before coming to the Lord. In your case, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, you were into remodels. And in your case, Pastor Mike Tallman, you were in the concrete industry. So when it comes to the people that you're ministering to at Set Free Northwest, how do you share with them that their identity isn't from what they do for a living or how good they become at it, or how financially successful they are, versus their relationship with Christ. Well, we we uh, we like to share with the folks uh, that to when you're walking in the right understanding, then you're seeing the world as God sees it, not just as there's a way that seems right to a man. But you know, I've wrestled with this myself. Is when the Lord called me out and and separated me for ministry and told me who I was and gave me my identity, told me the giftings that he had. I wrestled with it because I, I, I had a hard time believing that God could use a guy like me. Um, but he is telling me my identity, and and it's up to me to pick it up and receive it. And so what we try and do is is share with the folks who God says they are because God didn't make junk. God didn't make broken people. It's Things in life will break us, but he is he is our redeemer. He is he is the one that gives us the recovery. And we want it we we just want to come alongside him and love him until they understand that they do have a redeemer that wants to put things right in their life. So what's it difficult for you after decades of success in the concrete field to walk away from that, to give up your tools and say, Okay, that chapter of my life is over and that's not who I am. That's what I used to do. I think that one of the hardest things for me was uh, I like shiny things. I'm I'm a hot rod freak, and you know my first thought was 
what about hot rods, Lord? You know, how am I going to pay for my hot rods? And the Lord said to me, who's better at acquiring things, you or me? And it just humbled me and put me in my place. I was like, okay, I trust you, whatever. Um, but it 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 was difficult for a couple of years, but um, now I just find my identity as a son of God. And I know that no matter what, he's got me and he takes care of me. And, and the true uh, desires of my heart is to see other people set free. I spent a lot of years uh, in what they would call trap houses, watching things that go down in the trap house and watching the way people treat people and seeing the hustle and seeing the junk go down. And I always told myself that if I ever had an opportunity to help people that were stuck in those places, I'd really love to and desire to do that. And then the Lord opened the door for me to help people that are stuck in those places. And I took it. And look what the Lord has done with you today, Pastor Mike Tallman, as executive director of Set Free Northwest. So someone's listening right now, and they're skeptical. They've got their doubts. And they're thinking to themselves, really? What's up with that guy? Would you like to send out an invitation? You know, um, my family was very skeptical, and uh, they they would walk in and see the, the conditions that I was living in, and they'd try and talk me into leave. The, you got to go do this. You got to go do that. What about your 401k? What about and, – and all these questions, and, and, I, and I just kept telling them, I found peace. I found joy. I found purpose. And, and those things to me are something that can only be held on the inside. And it's way more important than what I can hold in my hand. And so my, my question to other folks is if you want to have that peace, if you want to have that joy, uh, it's available. It's not something that's unattainable. Set Free Northwest is a live-in discipleship ministry for men and for women providing hope and spiritual healing from addiction through the power of Jesus. With God, all things are possible. And although the road to recovery is a long one, by allowing yourself the opportunity to separate from destructive behaviors and focus on God instead, he will indeed safely guide you. Words taken from setfreenw.org, the website at setfreenw.org. So as the men's ministry director, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, can you tell us about discipleship training that goes on at Set Free Northwest? Well, we do a lot of, uh, we start out the morning with uh, our curriculum at 9 o'clock. Actually, we start out with Proverbs at uh, 6.30, 7.45, we have a church service. And then at 9 o'clock, we get into the curriculum. We write out a chapter of the Bible starting out in the book of John. Then we do a 50-word uh, summary of what that chapter was talking about, and then a 50-word uh, life application, how that applies to my life. We also work out of a curriculum called Living Free, which is like 17-course uh, uh, talking about how to get out of our, our strongholds, how to uh, recognize that, uh, the fact that God does have a plan and a purpose for us, and um, we also work out of a, another one that is called Transformation Principles, which deals more like uh, the um, practical side of uh, dealing with our emotions, our decision-making, that kind of thing. Altogether, that, that's all part of what we do, but where the rubber meets the road is when we're having to live on a daily basis, sometimes in a fire when we're out working, and we have to make that next right choice of, um, do I come into agreement with God's principles and precepts and walk in faith of what he says? Or do I just keep believing the same lives that have kept getting me the same old results? So 
that's where the rubber meets the road is when we're living shoulder to shoulder with, with our brothers and sisters around us and we get to choose something different and then watch our life change. That's fantastic, Pastor Mark. Of the nonprofit ministry Set Free Northwest, you can call them at 360-861-8062. That's 360-861-8062. Make sure to follow Set Free Northwest on Facebook and check out more details on the website, setfreenw.org. That's setfreenw.org. More with Pastor Mark Fredenberg and Pastor Mike Tallman of Set Free Northwest next. Sitting in for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee, and you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show in Portland on 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 100, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 100, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. Across the desk, two very special gentlemen. They are Pastor Mike Tallman and Pastor Mark Fredenberg from Set Free Northwest. For a production manager of major global events like Kevin Hart to say that Set Free Northwest is the ministry that I want to work alongside means that you stand out and you're special and you're different. So before working all of these major events like Fish Fest or a concert or a festival, what do you instill in the residents from Set Free Northwest that makes them just so incredibly helpful and cheerful and really different? I don't think it's necessarily what we instill. I think it's what the Holy Spirit has given them life. God says, man, I've come to give you life abundant and free. And uh, man, once we start tasting that, we just want more. So are there any recent people or families that stand out in your experience, Pastor Mark Fredenberg, that just give you a joy of the work that you've been able to accomplish at Set Free Northwest? Yeah, I think probably one of the ones that stand out in my mind right now is a a couple came in. um, Gosh, it's been close to almost a year, pretty, uh, uh, pretty close to a year. But, man, he came in, he put... He had a lot of uh, court issues going on, and he he just came in and says, "Man, I don't I know this all looks horrible, and uh, but he just came in and says, I, I I give it all to God, and uh, man, I he, he recently got married. He's got a couple little kids, and I'm just watching that couple grow together and their kids flourish, and uh, uh, it just blesses my heart watching him grow." It's amazing how many success stories that God has given set free Northwest when it comes to the individuals and families. And when you think about it, the generations that have been touched by your ministries. So I so admire you two. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Executive Director Pastor Mike Tallman, give us your wish list. What do you have on this lovely 17-acre facility that set free Northwest is at right now? But what might you like to see added, if at all possible? For instance, where do you hold your services, and how is that working out for you? Well, right now, I uh, we hold our services in our cafeteria, and uh, I'd like to build a chapel. There's, I've got the spot picked out, and we're applying for the permits. Uh, and but in doing so, we could use some equipment. Um, we could use a. Uh, uh, a tractor, uh, backhoe, or mini excavator. Um, I'm, we're in a place where 
we that's actually a need now um, to maintain the grounds and and to to do the work ourselves. Uh, we we have the guys that can do the work, and um, that that is and and I'd like to see out on the back of the property uh, some some more uh, living quarters, like many small houses. But that's maybe down the line. The, the right now we need. Uh, a what we would call an all-purpose center where we would hold chapel and and a shop because we we love working on cars and motorcycles and uh, getting our hands dirty. Got any hot rods left in your collection, Pastor Mike? Absolutely. What's your pride and joy? What's your number one that if everything was burning down, you would have to save that one hot rod? I'd say it'd be my Jeep, I, my '86 CJ. Have you? souped it up made it anything special or different or is that all stock or what it's uh it's had a off the frame restoration right now i'm running a 304 v8 in it but on a i've got a 500 horse 360 on the stand right now i'm getting ready to do a heart transplant put a new motor in it how about you pastor mark what's on your wish list feel free to dream big what do you like doing on a free Saturday night? Oh, man, I'm, uh, my wife and I love to go unplug once in a while, go camping, just spend a week out in the campsite, just time with each other. We love doing that. It's good to get away with your loved ones sometimes, Pastor yeah. Mark. So what did you two meet in the first place? Actually, uh, Rhonda had always been around the ministry for years. And so, uh, gosh, it was, well, five years ago, no, six years ago. I don't know, man, the Lord just... Uh, one day I, I just woke up and I was like, man, she, she's gorgeous. And I <laughs> and actually it was Pastor Mike pushing me saying, well, go ask her out. And so finally <laughs> I did. And the funny thing was she was sick that week, that weekend. It was a Super Bowl party weekend. And I said, I'll figure that. And so anyway, I asked her out. She's, oh, I've been sick. So it took me another couple months to finally go back and ask her. But she did. And, and I knew after the first date that. Um, God was giving me a, a helpmate. She's a perfect fit in our family. Yeah. What a gift. I'm so happy for you, Pastor Mark. How about you? Want to talk relationships, Pastor Mike Tallman? Well, you know, I uh, I came to Set Free after I lost my grandma, who was my best friend and my enabler. She had passed away. And, you know, I just preached a sermon about being authentic, you know, and I was asking uh, the Lord, you know, who's who's an example of the most authentic person that I knew? And, and he shared with me, it was your grandma and, uh, and you know, she wasn't perfect, but she was authentic. And, and, uh, so that's kind of what I like to see the guys is preach to the guys is like, just be yourself, just be authentic. And, and whenever I stand up at the pulpit, I want to be authentic. Um, but I had gone through, I'd lost my grandma and a divorce at the same time. And I was married living what I thought was every man's dream life, uh, and when the events that you guys are talking about, I had box seats and I was married to a, a woman that was the, the the card girl at the boxing matches and at the Harley events, she'd be the, the girl doing this, you know, the modeling and stuff. But, uh, and she ran a rock and roll club and we just lived in the fast lane. I thought it was great. I owned a construction company. I, I, all I did was bid jobs and my crew did all the work and, and I rode around in my Harleys having a good time. And one day she said, I married you for all the wrong reasons. I no longer need a savior. Could you leave? And uh, at that time, I'd been clean and sober for six years. And uh, I went up to the bar and bought around for everybody. And two years later, I ended up at Set Free. 
And about five years into Set Free, uh, the Lord brought me another wife. And her name is Debbie, and she's she's just, she is the backbone to what we do. She is really, uh, the Lord's used her to show me what love really is. The, the dreams that I've had about what it would be like, I get to share with her. Um, you know, the Lord's teaching me to be a better person, and, and so she gets that. She doesn't get the old the old guy, <laughs> the, the prideful one. But one thing I want to ex- express to folks is it's a, it's a long road. Recovery is a long road. And when I was at Set Free, six years into it, my father gave me a call and said, if you ever decide to quit doing what you're doing at that church, he said, call me and I'll remind you who you used to be. And and to me, it was like, I didn't know. It, it was confirmation that he had seen something change in me that I was no longer, uh, you know, the the headache in his life that I had been for so many years. I don't think anything can be as good a testimony as a father saying that to his son, that you're changed. You're not the same person you used to be before this Jesus thing moved into your life. So congratulations, Executive Director Pastor Mike Tallman and Men's Ministry Director Pastor Mark Fredenberg. And it's been such a privilege to get to know more about you and your families and the ministry you're working through Set Free Northwest. So on our way out... Is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout-out to? Pastor Mark Fredenberg. Thank you, Lord. Amen to that. How about you, Pastor Mike Tallman? Well, I'd just like to give a shout-out to anybody that feels the Holy Spirit moving on their heart right now. You can call me, Pastor Mike Tallman, at 360-310-0577. And I love you, Dad. Setfreeandw.org is the website. My name is Mike Lee, sitting in on the Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee here filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800, and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. Today's very special guest is the Area Director for Johnny and Friends Northwest. So welcome, Rich Miller. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me here to be with you. I want to thank you and your entire team for helping greet people and be great company at our Pastors Masters golf event. And did you have fun that day? It was a great day. The weather was perfect because it wasn't too hot. So if you're on the on the golf course, it was just great for them. But for my wife and I, manning the booth, it was awesome because it was cool. And people, we just had every single golfer came by our booth and we were able to talk with them. It was great. I'm so glad that Johnny and Friends Northwest could not only be represented at the Pastors Masters, but that also you and your wife had such a good time meeting so many people in one fell swoop. Yeah, it was great. So is it tough for a golfer to watch everyone else golf while he's behind at the tent and being a professional greeter? Well, first of all, I wouldn't call myself a golfer. I like to golf. Um, I found out after I got there, I didn't quite understand completely the format of the golfing. It was a scramble for every every hole and every, um, every uh, I guess, hit. And if, if I'd golfed, I probably would have done pretty good. <laughs> I wouldn't have been the worst golfer. Um, no, it was great. Uh, I, I love to golf, but it's not it's not my game. Um, and just 
you could just tell all the pastors that were there were just having a great time. I know Mondays are usually a day off for most pastors, and so to be able to go do something fun like that for a good cause, I think really meant a lot to them. I'm so glad to hear that from someone in the field, Rich, because personally, I don't understand golf. I don't get it. It doesn't inspire me. I'd rather do yard work or clean out my garage or something. But at about the fifth pastor's master's event I worked at, one of the pastors confided to me that for just one day, he got to be a regular person out with friends. So that's when it clicked. We need to continue these pastor events, if for no other reason, to allow them a chance to relax and Mm -hmm. rest, fellowship with others, and meet new friends. I couldn't agree more. You know, I was a pastor for 30 years, and um, I do think that the role of being a pastor is a, it's a wonderful, wonderful calling. It's a wonderful job. It's a wonderful life, but it's also fraught with a lot of tension, a lot of pressure. And I think sometimes pastors, you know, we just don't know how, we don't know how to take care of ourselves very well, I think. That's my personal experience. And I think doing things like that where you're you're honoring them on the one hand, but you're also giving them an opportunity to just let their hair down, those who still have hair. <laughs> um, anyway, it was just a great day. It really was. And I think, I, I really think it, you've got something going there that's really special. I'm so glad to hear that, especially from a retired pastor. So you either started really young or <laughs> you've survived and you wear it very well because you don't look like you're old enough to have pastored anywhere for 30 years. So Let's backtrack a little. What church was that at, or was it multiple churches? I started out post-seminary in 1989, and I started in Salem, Oregon. Uh, From there, I went to Tacoma, Washington. From Tacoma, Washington, I moved to Vancouver, Washington to plant a church. And then from Vancouver, Washington, I moved to Sherwood, Oregon to pastor. And the vast majority of probably 28 of those years was with the uh, evangelical Friends denomination based out of Newburgh, Oregon. Oh, how wonderful, which explains your ties to George Fox University. Exactly, yeah. Got it. So when did you know it was time to switch out of the pastoral role and join the team at Johnny and Friends Northwest? Because you'd done this for your career in so many different cities, in the Pacific Northwest in particular. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that. That is an interesting question, and every time I get asked that question, it's hard to figure out what's the best way to answer that. Most pastors get a call, and that call is anywhere from a year in some denominations to three to five years. And sometimes if you planted a church, it's kind of open-ended. I was in the second five-year call at my church in Sherwood, and we were coming to the end of that, and my wife and I really had a sense that um, the Lord was finished with us there, and we didn't really know what He was leading us to. And when we stepped away from uh, Sherwood Friends Church, um, we began to really evaluate, Lord, what do you want us to do? I'm stepping away from ministry. In a sense, it's a retirement because there weren't any openings in our denomination for me in that location, in the in the area that we were moving to. We were moving back to Clark County, Washington. And uh, through that experience, the Lord just really led me to think about and pray about uh, going to work for a Christian nonprofit. There was a brief period in my life um, back in the early 2000s where I was an entrepreneur and I worked in uh, business and uh, just uh, enjoyed doing project management and sales. 
And uh, it was a short season, but I enjoyed it. And so when I stepped away from ministry uh, last June, um, I really believe God wanted me to use my gifts of pastoral, my pastoral gifts, but he also wanted me to use my business experience. And I was given this opportunity at Johnny and Friends, and it just merged those two experiences in a wonderful way. As area director, I am called upon using a lot of my business experience, a lot of my entrepreneurial mindset. But as a leader of a team, manager of a team, I get a, I get an opportunity to really um, provide oversight and encouragement, uh, pastoral encouragement. My my personal spiritual gift that the Lord has given me is the gift of encouragement, and I find that in my current role. The Lord really allows me many, many opportunities to be an encourager. And so it really is a good role for me. And um, then, of course, on top of all that, the ministry, Johnny and Friends, is absolutely phenomenal uh, in that we, our whole desire is to share the gospel with people, uh, families that are impacted by disability, and to invite them to experience life the way God intends for us to experience life as part of the body of Christ. You've raised some really interesting insights as a now-retired pastor before going into Johnny and Friends Northwest, Rich Miller. So thank you for sharing these points, and I do want to get back to them, but it would be remiss of me not to ask, what exactly do you do as area director for Johnny and Friends Northwest? Of course, the name of Johnny Erickson Tata is very well known throughout church circles, for decades now. So can you give us the big picture? What's your elevator pitch? Who's Johnny Erickson Tata? What is Johnny and Friends Northwest? Well, Johnny Erickson Tata, when she was a 17-year-old young woman, she had a diving accident that caused her to be paralyzed from the neck down. She is called uh, quadriplegic. Uh, she has not been able to use her, her hands or her legs uh, for her uh, entire adult life. Uh, out of that experience, she wrote a, a wonderful book, uh, kind of a memoir, um, and it was so incredibly popular around the globe, uh, this young Christian woman writing about her experience of coming to a deeper faith and understanding of who God is and the call that he has placed upon her life, that in her suffering she can have hope and that God wants to use her to impact other people's lives. And that book was so revolutionary and so encouraging to families all over the world, especially in the United States, that literally people would write letters to her. And of course, she she wasn't able to write back, so she invited a bunch of friends to come around her and to begin to write back to all these dear families that were so blessed by her book. She was invited to go on tour with Billy Graham. They did a movie on her life, and shortly thereafter, the ministry, Johnny and Friends, was born, and uh, she was very instrumental in things like the American Disabilities Act. The ministry is headquartered now in Southern California. And uh, we really have an impact not only in the United States, but all across the globe in helping families experience uh, life and renewed encouragement, uh, those families that have disability in their in their midst. One of the things that I've learned as I've been a part of this ministry and it's heartbreaking to me, and that is families that, that live with disability are oftentimes isolated, sometimes um, not by anything they've done, but by just over time, um, their social circles shrink because the, the needs of their family, the needs of their ch children are so great 
that they have an inability to engage in life like the rest of us do. And so their world shrinks, they become isolated, they become alone, lonely, and their own children, even their non-disabled children, oftentimes can't experience life like a family that is not impacted by disability. And I think the part that was so heartbreaking to me was just how isolated and lonely they were. And Johnny and Friends, over the years, we've developed this outreach ministry where we create family retreat experiences, where we invite families to come. Their children have one-on-one buddies, both their non-disabled children, which we refer to as typical children, they develop typically, and their disabled children, they all have one-on-one buddies, and their kids, all of them, are able to experience a summer camp experience like everybody else in the neighborhood. And just that alone is so heartwarming for these families because they see their children and their, their non-disabled children enjoying this camp experience. And then one of, the, one of the positive outcomes of that is moms and dads get a week of respite. Of They really do have uh, big blocks of time during the week where they can just rest and, and support one another. And that's another thing about going to family retreat is that they don't have to explain who they are. Everybody there gets it, and so they are able to truly feel loved and welcomed and accepted as a family. And that's probably the most significant, visible uh, thing that Johnny and Friends does. Rich Miller serves as the area director for Johnny and Friends Northwest. I'm Mike Lee, pinch-hitting on the Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talking 100, and in Seattle on 820 AM, The Word. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. Is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Thanks for joining us on the Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee filling in on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800. And in Seattle on 820 AM, The Word. Our very special guest today serves as Area Director for Johnny and Friends Northwest. So thanks so much for joining us in person, Rich Miller, and for all of the people that you've served. And I think the fact that you were a pastor for more than 30 years gives you different insights from the average person. So when it comes to us as the church, and I don't mean any particular denomination or congregation, but the evangelical church overall in the Pacific Northwest, what do we do fairly well that should be admired when it comes to dealing with individuals and families that do have disabled members? And where do we need a little help? How can you educate us to be more effective as the hands and feet of Christ? Well, first of all, um, having been a pastor, um, I just want you to know that I absolutely love the church, the church, the big C church, the church universal, uh, all stripes and uh, all stripes and um, tribes. Um, you know, the Friends Church is a very small denomination, and um, but we're part of God's family, and and I just love the church, and I I believe the church gets more right than it gets wrong. I believe that what we do so right is that we love God and we love people. Sometimes we miss out on loving some people, not because we don't love them, but because we don't know how to go about reaching them. And I think that's where the church needs help in reaching out to families that are living with disability. And I think ultimately, and I would say this with confidence because I'm speaking to myself, is that it needs to start with pastors. Pastors really have the privilege of modeling the heart of God 
for people who are impacted by disability in a number of different ways. Um, there's several ways, just practically, that I think pastors and as they lead their congregations, lead their leadership teams, uh, they can really begin to make an impact on families that are living with disability. For example, I think uh, one of the most important things that they can do is provide a warm, friendly, welcoming environment where everybody, disabled and non-disabled, feel like they're included, that they're actually valued and part of the body. And I, I don't think anybody, any church or any pastor, goes out of their way to make people feel excluded. But I do think that just a very natural um, thing that they could do is just be on the lookout for people that are different, that don't look like everybody else, and make sure that they make them feel like they're included and welcome. I think also it would be really important for pastors to learn about disability. And Johnny and Friends has coursework that can help pastors learn about disability from a theological perspective, from a very practical ministry-oriented perspective. And the second leg of what Johnny and Friends does is church engagement. What we want to do is we want to come alongside churches and give them resources, train them, train the pastors, train their ministry leaders on how to serve families with disability, learn about what disability entails in a family unit, talk about the history of disability and how society has managed and and dealt with families that are impacted by disability down through the ages, and why it's so important for the church to be different and to really recognize that the disabled person is a beautiful creation of God that deserves our love and our um, our warmth. Uh, a third thing that um, can happen very practically, sometimes it costs money, but that is making your building more accessible. If you don't have a wheelchair ramp, go on a, a do a, a fundraising drive, put the money together and get a ramp built. And then look over your building if your doors are narrow. Think about expanding the width of the doors. Um, if you're a multiple-storied building, you know, sometimes the idea of doing a um, uh, installing a elevator is just cost prohibitive. But is it possible to build ramps, um, cement ramps that can get people up to the second level? Um, also, teach about God's heart for the disabled and the marginalized and include practical ways the church can meet those in need. There's there's so many examples in the scriptures where Jesus met people that were broken, that were disabled, and he restored them. But more importantly, he invited them to experience new life. And, uh, and they experienced the love of God through the hand of Jesus. And so I think helping your congregations really understand the heart of God in that area. Um, treat people affected by disability as unique individuals with goals and dreams of their own, not as a crisis, not as an illness or a problem to be fixed. They're not a project. These are families that are practically perfect in every way. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the Mary Poppins that our job isn't to fix, our job is to love and to bring people along and encourage. Also, I think pastors can come a long way in learning about disability, in understanding that disability and the related grief that comes with disability are often lifelong companions and come with lifelong needs. So talking again about that child that has a disability 
your child is born and, and he or she has cerebral palsy and they're nonverbal and they can't walk, we don't know what their cognitive level is oftentimes, but the reality is, is that they will never be on their own. And so a mom and dad has to adjust their life plan with that new reality. And so it comes with grief. There's tons of joy, wonderful things to celebrate, but it comes with grief and lifelong attending needs. And then the, the other thing that was so profound for me when I, when I was hired and started in this role, I love this mission statement of Johnny and Friends, and that is a world where every person with a disability finds hope, dignity, and their place in the body of Christ. And then the mission statement is to glorify God as we communicate the gospel and mobilize the global church to evangelize, to disciple, to serve people living with disability. So the idea of evangelism is to recognize that people that don't know, people that are disabled who don't know Christ need to be saved. They need to hear the good news. To disciple people that are disabled means that we recognize that these are human beings that are called by God to serve him and then to serve people living with disability. What a wonderful gift to offer to somebody with a disability to invite them to be part of the mission of the church to serve families and children who have disability. And uh, I love that, that vision of Johnny and Friends, that we want young men and women who, who find themselves with a disability. They've grown up in the church maybe, maybe they haven't grown up in the church, but they're invited to be a part of the family of God serving other people, just like I'm called to serve other people. It's very empowering. And if pastors catch that vision, if pastors get that, their churches will get it. But it seems to start up at the top. The lead pastor has to be on board. Otherwise, the congregation has nothing to follow, right? Well, oftentimes, the movement starts with the layperson, somebody who really has a passion to serve. That's what happened with my dear friend, Sarah Fuller. Uh, she and her daughter volunteered down at Twin Rocks for a family retreat 12 or 13 years ago, and they volunteered for a number of years and then she actually got a job working with Johnny and Friends. She invited her pastor. She probably talked his ear off about Johnny and Friends. She invited his pastor to come down, her pastor to come down to one of our family retreats during Visitor Day. And that one day changed the church. But it all started 10 or 11 years before that with a layperson by the name of Sarah, who herself didn't have a child with disability. She did end up adopting a wonderful young boy who has who is autistic, but um, but it, in the early days she didn't have disability in her family at all. But she had such a calling and such a passion, and that spread to her pastor. And now that church is is a, a, a church that is well known in in Olympia that serves families who are impacted by disability. What a special lady! She wow. is. She's amazing. You have great reason to admire her, so thanks for bringing her up, Rich. Do you have anything on the local front we ought to be aware of? So we already completed two family retreats uh, in June, but we're going to do two more in August. I'm going to cut you off because we're running long. Okay. Talk about the event. Talk about oh, the bluegrass thing. We have a brand new event coming up we've been invited to participate in. It's called the Bluegrass and Gospel Barbecue. It's going to be on Sunday, September 3rd at 4 p.m., the location is an address of somebody's personal home, and it'll be listed on our website and on our social media, Facebook and Instagram. 
So make sure to follow Johnny and Friends Northwest on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the website johnnyandfriends.org slash northwest, which I'll link to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. Rich Miller, area director, thank you so much for sharing all of the wonderful things you're doing through Johnny and Friends Northwest. Hey, thank you, Mike. This has been really fun. And um, I could talk about this forever. I absolutely love being a part of Johnny and Friends. It's a wonderful Christian nonprofit that serves families that really have deep and wide needs, and they love, love hearing about Jesus. I'm Mike Lee, grateful to fill in for Georgine on The Georgine Rice Show on Portland's 93.9 KPDQ and True Talk 800 and in Seattle on 820 AM The Word. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.